Hey there, thanks for joining us here at Compass Church, where we are making God accessible to everyone. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, head over to our website, compassbn.com. We hope this inspires you and gives you practical ways to live out your faith. Enjoy the message. Well, hey, I am so glad that you are joining me right now. And if this is your first time, thank you for taking some time out of your day to hang out with us at Compass. Uh, This is the final week of our message series, The Parenting Paradox. And so if you're a parent, a grandparent, or really anyone who plays a role in raising kids at all, this is for you. And so if you've missed any of it, I just encourage you to check out all of these other messages in this series to get caught up. Uh, And you can get those at our website at compassbn.com, or you can get caught up on our YouTube page or Facebook, anywhere you like. So when it comes to raising kids, there is one animal in nature that I think is pretty similar to a lot of parents. It's the giant Pacific octopus. Now, this thing is so cool for so many reasons. I love these animals. And one of of which is the fact that it can grow to be larger than an adult human being, big. But there's a couple of similarities between the sea creature and many modern day parents that I think are totally worth looking at. And the first similarity between an octopus and many modern parents is those eight tentacles just going everywhere. Okay, I know a lot of moms and dads who feel like they have eight arms and legs that are getting pulled in every direction for their kids. You've got diapers, helping with homework, school events, music lessons, uh, soccer, gymnastics, play practice, making dinner, keeping the house clean, holding down a job, bath time, youth group. I mean, probably there's some parents who had to take a deep breath just even after hearing that list. I think a lot of us feel like we spend more time in our minivans driving kids around and eating fast food to survive than we spend on just about anything else in our lives. We're just spread thin, living that eight-leg octopus life. Another similarity that we have with the giant Pacific octopus is even less fun. When the female octopus lays its eggs, uh, she spreads herself out over them in order to protect them. And then she just stays there for days and weeks and months. Now during this time, she, she kind of blows moving stream of water over the eggs and she's constantly running her tentacles uh, over them to care for them, to keep them clean. And these things, it, it keeps them, the eggs protected. And she also protects them from any predators that might show up. But because she never leaves her eggs, she also never eats. She never hunts for food. And so over the up to 10 months that it can take for these eggs to hatch, the mother octopus slowly starves to death before she ever sees her hatchlings. Because she made her eggs the most important thing in her life, the octopus literally died trying to care for them. Some parents, maybe even you, feel tired, drained, and exhausted. You spend so much time and effort in trying to give your kids everything they want and need, that you are neglecting things you need. And as a result, it feels like there are parts of your life that are starving to death. Your dreams for your life are starving to death. Your peace of mind, your physical and mental health, maybe even your marriage is starving to death. You've put your kids at the center of your life, believing that that's what we're supposed to do. That's what being a good parent is, but it's slowly starving you. Now we can look at the octopus and think, What a noble thing it is to give your life for your children. 
But those baby octop, those baby octopuses, octopi, those little babies will never know their mother. And when those babies have eggs of their own, their little babies will never know them. And while that may be a natural cycle of life in this, you know, little snapshot of nature, it is not a model that's going to lead us to have healthy lives or well-developed children when it comes to parenting. So if putting my children at the center of my life isn't healthy for me or for them, how do we strike the right balance? Where do they fit in the order of priorities? What should be at the center of my life in order for me to be the best mom or dad to my kids? Jesus provides an answer to that question in Matthew 6, 33. And he says this, Seek the kingdom of God above all else. So just for the record, <clears throat> there's not a lot of Bible verses um, that are specifically about parenting. There's just not a lot in there. In fact, there are basically no examples of good parents in the Bible uh, at all. I mean, when we see examples of parents in the Old Testament or in the Jewish scriptures, they are almost all terrible. And the New Testament, it doesn't really show examples of good parenting either. But what it does show us is a new way to live. It shows us the Jesus way of living life. And Jesus says that we should seek first the kingdom of God above all else. Which leads to the question, what is all else? Well, it's all else. It's everything not related to seeking and following Jesus. All else would be your job, your hobbies, your relationships. Even your kids are all else. Great parenting means putting Jesus at the center of our lives, not our children. And if, if that sounds like an extreme statement, it is. I should love Jesus more than my kids? Yeah. And now before some of you start thinking this is like some crazy cult stuff, right? Where I need to cut off my family from my faith. Let's look at the rest of what Jesus said in Matthew 6. He said, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So here we have it. In Jesus' own words, if we put him and his kingdom at the center of our lives, he will give us everything we need. So we just, we just broke down the phrase, all else. Now let's break down the word everything. What does everything mean? It means everything. It means your sanity and well-being as a parent. It means the health and well-being of your kids. It means their happiness, their success, who they will become, what college they're going to go to, or what college they won't go to, who they're going to marry, the choices and decisions they make, they all fall under everything. And God's promise to parents is this, if you put Jesus over everything, he will take care of everything. The challenge for us as parents is to recognize when we don't have this right. If you're watching this, it's likely that you want to raise your kids to follow Jesus. And, and if that's true, you have one tentacle wrapped tightly around that goal. The problem is, is that all of our other tentacles are firmly grabbing onto other things. And when you are holding onto the things that will develop your children academically and athletically and socially, as much as you're grasping what will develop them spiritually, then none of those other things 
will fall under Jesus' promise to take care of everything. The challenge and what we need to do if we are going to raise kids who choose to follow Jesus is to let go of all of those other things and put all eight of our legs on one thing, right? Eight legs on it. And we put all of the eight of our legs on Jesus. Because to raise kids who choose Jesus, we have to choose Jesus first. It's a simple law of reproduction, right? We, we don't reproduce what we teach, we reproduce what we are. You know, you've heard the saying, do as I say, not as I do. Well, that never works, right? And when we raise children who are at the center of our lives, we raise children to be the center of their own lives. But when we live with Jesus firmly at the center of our lives as the most important person in our lives, we raise children to put Jesus at the center of their lives. And I think the best example of this is in the New Testament, and it's the Apostle Paul. And, and while, Apostle, while the Apostle Paul didn't have children of his own that we know of, he looked at his young assistant, Timothy, as his son. And he models what Jesus-centered parenting looks like in, in a letter that he wrote to him in 2 Timothy chapter 2. And this is what he says. <clears throat> he says, Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. To Timothy, who, who Paul looked at as his spiritual son, Paul reiterates the most important thing in his life, Jesus. And he encourages Timothy to do the same, to put Jesus at the center of his life, to be strong in the grace God gave him in Christ. And look at how Paul talks about his relationship with Timothy in another one of his letters in 1 Corinthians. He says this, he says, so I urge you, the Corinthians, to imitate me. And that's why I've sent Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord. He will remind you of how I follow Christ Jesus, just as I teach in all the churches wherever I go. Paul sent Timothy to the Corinthian church so Timothy could show them how to live by putting Jesus at the center of their lives. And he didn't do it by simply saying, this is what you should do, right? Here's the checklist, do all those things. No, he said, learn these things from Timothy. Imitate him, imitate how he lives. And in doing so, imitate me, how I live, because he learned by imitating me. Not just by taking in my teachings, but by imitating how I live my life. And how did Paul live his life? Well, he tells us later on in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. <clears throat> Jesus was at the center of Paul's life. Everything he did and he said, it flowed out of that central relationship. Paul had all eight of his legs holding tightly to Jesus. And as a result, so did Timothy, who imitated Paul's life. And he put Jesus at the center. And as a result, so did many of the Corinthian church. And, and, and many around the ancient world who also imitated Timothy's life, who was imitating Paul's life, who put Jesus first. Paul put his philosophy of life best in Philippians chapter 3. said this about how he lived. He said, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Parents, grandparents, anyone who plays a role in raising a child, 
Do you want your children to have the best life they can? Put Jesus at the center of your life. Do you want them to be equipped with the wisdom to make the right choices and the courage to actually make those choices? Then put Jesus at the center of your life. Do you want a healthy marriage and a healthy relationship with your kids that will extend well into their adulthood? Then put Jesus at the center of your life. Put Jesus over everything and he will take care of everything. Put Jesus over your family and he will take care of your family. Put Jesus over your kids and he will take care of your kids. To help you see more clearly where you are in all of this, just ask yourself these questions. First, ask this. Are there things in my life more important to me than Jesus? Maybe my kids, my career, my education, my comfort? Second, ask yourself, would the outcomes of my life indicate that Jesus is truly at the center of it? Or would the outcomes of my life show that I'm still holding on to some things that I value as much as or more than I value my relationship with him? Are there things that I put over him? And then finally, ask God, what do I need to do or what do I need to let go of in order to better hold on to Jesus? If you get nothing right in parenting, just get this one thing right. Putting Jesus at the center of everything is how we invite his love and his power into everything else. He loves you and he wants your family to experience their best life in him. So lean into that, knowing that you can trust him to love and care for your kids as much as you do. So take all eight of your arms off of all of the other things that you're holding on to, that you're stressing out about, that you're worried about, or the things that you think you need to do in order to be the parent that our culture tells you you need to be. If you put all eight of those arms on Jesus, put him over everything, just you wait. He will take care of everything. Father, I thank you for what you've been teaching us in, in this message series, The Parenting Paradox. Pray for every single person watching this, Father, that as we leave, that, that whether we have kids now, whether we're going to have kids in the future, that Jesus, you would raise up in us a generation of parents who are doing it right. A generation of parents who are raising a generation of kids who are committed to following you and seeing their world transformed and changed by the love, the grace, and the power of Jesus. We thank you. We pray it all in your name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us today. If you want to learn more about us as a church, get connected, need prayer, or anything else at all, head over to our website, compassbn.com.